Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. We're back for another episode of the Cypher Podcast. The holidays are over. It's a new year. I think the best part about that, not only other than not having to see Ryan Seacrest's face again for another 12 months, but <laughs> the podcast is back from our hiatus. I'm Jeff Reina, joined by Mr. Evan Schaefer himself, as always. What's going on, man? Hey, not too much. It feel, it was definitely a hiatus, huh? I, I think it maybe went an extra week than we had planned originally, but uh, glad to be back. Ready to podcast yeah. with you. I'm excited to sit down and, and get another episode uh, get another episode done. How were the holidays for you? They were good. They were very good. Uh, low key, uh, quiet but busy at the same time. It's kind of hard to to describe, but they were good. Uh, they were over in the in a blink of an eye, and, and like I said, no more Ryan Seacrest now until until next New Year's, <laughs> which is sweet. He, he can go back in his hole. Yep. Um, how were how yours? You were busy, I'm sure, with the kids and everything. Yeah, busy with the kids. Um, seeing all the family and everything. It, it's always a good time. You know, I, I like getting together with everybody and. Uh, eating and drinking heavily. Um, definitely, (laughs) (laughs) definitely had my fair share of that and, uh, lots of gifts to be given and and had and just a good time all around. But yeah, like you said, man, blink of an eye and it's done and it's 2023. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. it, It is nice to have like, especially this year, because, you know, regardless of what holiday you celebrate, whether it be, you know, Hanukkah, Christmas, Kwanzaa, um, I can't think of the other one off the top of my head, the other big one that's in there. It's uh, Festivus, um, you know, that that kind of stuff. Regardless of whatever you celebrate, Christmas Eve and Christmas do still happen. And because of the days they fell on, with the week following that, with New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, it was a really weird, like, week and a half, two weeks. Like, from mm-hmm. a work sense, from a life sense, like, retail stores were slammed, but there was no traffic to go to work. Right. So it was like it was great to not have traffic to go to work, but if you want to go to the liquor store, because in New Hampshire we have liquor stores, uh, or if you want to go to you know the grocery store or to shit even just Chick Fil A, like I, I waited in Chick Fil A's drive-through line for like a half an hour one day. <laughs> Why I don't know, but I did. Worth it. <laughs> no one was working except for me apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you were off one week, but you worked the other. Yeah. The other week, so. Yep. Yeah, definitely. It was it was a weird couple of weeks just with the way that everything landed. And then I, I was off on Friday, too. So an extra short week last week. Ah, right. And, um, yeah, t- it's time to get back in the swing, though, I think. Yeah, for better or for worse, it is. And I think for better or for worse, the better will be you. So I think we should have you kind of round out what you picked up, what you've been doing, kind of what your plans are. I mean, the title of the show is New Year, New G&E, Jeff and Evan question mark because is it really new is it more of the same you know same as it ever was or are there new things happening Mm. and i think for some whether or not mine actually you know ends up panning out mine might be kind of a buzzkill we'll we'll have to see so i think mine might be the worst yours will be the better okay all right you've got me interested (laughs) i'm curious now um so yeah to start out you know like jeff kind of said this is going to be a little off the cuff here um but just to kind of talk about a couple things that i picked up over the holidays um, it's funny because I don't think it was the last episode, but maybe the one prior we were talking about how we were going to record an episode with our tech EDC and, and maybe use that as like our accountability episode of, you know, here's the tech that we've got. Let's see how long we can actually hang on to this stuff and, and stick to the, uh, the loadout, if you will. Um, some of my stuff has changed. I've got some new, uh, I've actually gone to some old tech that I was using previously, um, just buying like different different uh, versions, if, if you will. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, little different, 
little bit of the same. So starting out, um, I picked up, so listeners may remember a few episodes back, I was taking notes on an e-ink uh, tablet called the Remarkable 2. Uh, one of my coworkers, Jeff's brother, uh, actually used that at work, talked to me about it, pretty much sold me on it instantly. I said, okay, this is, uh, this is definitely something I need to get my hands on. So I ended up picking that up and used it for a couple weeks, and I, I had mentioned when we recorded previously that it was a game changer for me. I absolutely loved it, helped to keep me on track. Um, fast forward an episode or two, uh, <laughs> it feels like every episode we've got new tech, right? So like, <laughs> fast forward an episode or two, I picked up a Chromebook, talked about getting the, the Duet 5 and the killer deal at Best Buy. Um, honestly, Jeff, for the first time, I feel like I picked up that Chromebook I probably turned that thing on like two or three times, and, and I, that wow. that kind of caught me by surprise, right? Because I know talking with you about it, my whole thing was, wow, I'm really excited to get my hands on this. I'm I'm thinking about all the different ways that I can use it, and using you know using the big you know whatever it was, uh, 13 inch display for watching YouTube videos on the exercise bike, and and using it as a tablet and a note taking tool. And I picked up the stylus for it, and once I built up that whole kit. I kind of realized, I was like, I am not using this thing like I was using the yeah. Remarkable, um, which is unfortunate. I, 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 you know, I definitely knew, like I said before, day one, I bought that thing and I was looking for that 11 inch Chromebook that a lot of the, the tech house crew picked up and ended up going with something larger just due to stock issues. And I kind of knew right off the bat that it wasn't going to be a good fit for how I wanted to use it. Um, but I wanted to try and give it a go, got a great deal on it and, and ultimately it just didn't pan out and you know, luckily Best Buy has their holiday return window. I was able to get it back without issue. Uh, rather than making the walk of shame into the store, I just printed out the UPS label and mailed it back. I didn't want anybody to see my face after <laughs> having that thing for two weeks and then walking back in the store to return it. Um, guilty of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I ended up going back and I picked up, I was looking at the e-ink tablets again. Um, and I ended up picking up a Supernote. So Supernote, similar to the Remarkable, it's an e-ink uh, notebook. Um, you can order it with multiple different options as far as like stylus and or styli. I don't know how you would say that. And uh, folio pads and stuff like that, cases, covers. Um, so Supernote, it, it, to be a little bit different than Remarkable, Supernote offers an A5X, which is similar in size to the Remarkable 2. Almost. Sounds like a Samsung tablet name. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so they've got like a larger size. Uh, I, I don't know the size off the top of my head, but we'll just say for reference, it's about 11 inches. And then they offer the A6X, which <laughs> six is bigger than five, right? You figure that this won't be larger, <laughs> but it's it's a smaller, uh, smaller e-ink tablet. So this one, it's got a 7.8 inch e-ink display. Um, I guess like I realized after I got rid of the Remarkable... For the first time in a long time, I got rid of a piece of tech, and I actually really missed it. I, I wow. got such good use out of it. I kind of regretted having returned it, and um, you know, it's one of those things that you have to like ship it all the way back to China. And here I am thinking, oh, I'll buy a Supernote, maybe I can get a little bit quicker. Oh no, they they shipped this one from China too. <laughs> so it took a little bit over a week to come in. Um, but I got this beautiful pen with it. Uh, <laughs> before we started recording, I put the pen down on the table. It turned out to be something else, but. It sounded like a boulder hitting my desk here. This thing, it's, I'll show it to you, Jeff, next time we get together. But this is, it feels like just like a high quality. It's got some weight to it. The pen does. Um, 
forget the exact name of it, but it's like a uh, kind of a gunmetal gray color. Um, the tip, like the nib on the stylus is like very uh, kind of like sharp and pointed, almost like a, uh, you know, like those little felt tip um, permanent markers you might see. Um, yeah. Where they've got like the really thin tip on the end of it. It's kind of like that. The feel of writing on the paper is much different than, than Remarkable. So Remarkable's, uh, you know, one of the selling points is that it feels like pencil to paper when you're writing on the e-ink um, display. This one is more akin to writing with like a ballpoint pen on a piece of paper. So it's a bit smoother. You don't get as much of that scratch feeling like if you were using a pencil. Okay. Um, and it's actually really nice to use. So I, I kind of set it up. I loaded up a couple of PDF files and digital planners and stuff like that that I was using on the Remarkable. And my wife and I went away on a vacation this weekend. I took it with me. And while she was driving, I was just kind of, you know, circling some important dates and jotting down some notes in it and stuff like that. And it's really just like a pleasure to use. I think um, it's going to fill that void where, uh, you know, I don't have the Remarkable anymore. This is going to fill that void. Um, so I'm excited to start using it. I think it's going to be a big piece of tech for me in 2023. And... Yeah, I just I ended up opting for the smaller version. It's pretty expensive. I think all in it was about four hundred bucks for the the total kit with the pen. And I didn't actually order a case for it. I got like a a third party one on Amazon um, that should be here on Monday. But I wanted to go with the smaller version just so I can kind of like one hand it, jot down notes. Uh, it's mm -hmm. not going to be too big. It's pretty much like the extreme polar opposite of what I had with the Chromebook. It's just like a very compact um, device. So. The main thought process here is I just want to be intentional with my use here. So like this, the sole purpose of this thing is my note taking device and to keep me organized. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to use it. I think it's going to be just kind of perfect. It'll fit into the EDC nicely and uh, yeah, more to come on it probably as I use it more. Obviously I'll put it into play next week for the first time. But, uh, yeah, I like it. So, so a couple questions on mine. Yeah. Just for, and I'm sure some people are wondering too, or they may already be looking it up as they're listening. So, the Remarkable is a 10 inch, correct? Yes. So, this, so they, the two versions, they have one that's an inch bigger than the Remarkable, and then the one that's, you know, I guess three inches smaller. So, you have the smaller of the two. Yep. Um, how does this, does this offer any sort of cloud syncing or backing up of your notes, whatever it may be? It does. So, you can sign up for a Supernote account. So I think one of the benefits here is that there is some, so first of all, you can sync with Dropbox. That's easy, right? So if you have a Dropbox mm -hmm. account, you can sync that way. You can also sign up for a Supernote account. I opted not to do that just because of, I don't want to say like there's any privacy concerns really, but I just like to kind of keep all my stuff uh, tight and know that I've got full control of all my notes and all my data. Um, you can sign up for a Supernote account. I'm not sure what they offer in terms of cloud sync or cloud storage or how that works exactly. But I feel like one of the things that I read online is that Remarkable offers cloud storage or like a paid subscription that you can, I forget what the cost is, maybe say it's $3 a month or something like that. Uh, Supernote offers something similar, but there's no fee for it. So I'm assuming it's just maybe the ability to do like a two-way sync, but I'm not sure that they're giving out like free cloud storage. I would need a, I would need to look into that. Um, okay. But uh, I'm sorry. Did you have? Was that a two-part question you had? No, that was that, that was kind of the big thing for me was you know how 
how are you able or or are you able to back up these notes or sync these notes okay. with something basically yeah and and yeah the other option is uh you know, USB transfer, so it's got a USB-C charging port. You can just hook it up to your computer, uh, drag and drop. Uh, you also have the ability to email directly from the device to, um, you know, email accounts. So if you want to shoot something to Outlook, grab the PDF that way, that's an option. Um, oh, cool. So it comes through as a PDF. Nice. Yeah. The other thing that I like, too, is that I was able to actually sync my um office 365 account and pull in um my calendar my outlook calendar so i can see all my events for the week right on the um right on the tablet so oh that's cool yeah from there you can kind of like jot down notes on them you can create new calendar events directly on the device um and then there are other things too when you're in that calendar view so just say for example i go out walk a job um have that event in my calendar for the day that I'm going to be out walking something, jotting down notes that day. If I wanted to reference that, I can go back to the calendar, tap on that day and say, oh yeah, I was down in this city on that day. And it'll show notes that I recorded on that day. So I can also kind of trace my steps back and say, oh, okay, yeah, let me quickly pull the file from that day to see what I recorded while I was on site walking this thing. So I kind of like that functionality. I think it's pretty, from like an ease of use standpoint and keeping things organized, it's pretty it's pretty intuitive the way they've got it set up. You just kind of tap the date that you want to see. It'll show you all the notes that you recorded on that day. Um, so pretty, pretty neat feature from, you know, I, I didn't own the remarkable for all that long. And obviously I haven't used this too much yet. I just got it on Friday night, um, or Thursday night, but, uh, yeah, I'm just, I, I want to kind of put it through its paces and see what it's all about. It, it, people online say that they favor this over the remarkable. So, um, kind of excited to say that I've used both and, and see which one truly fits into my workflow um, better, if you will. Um, yeah, it's, it's technically cheaper too. Yeah. Right? Yep. Or, a little bit cheaper. So I think if you if you go with the larger one, it's probably about, I want to say like 79 or maybe 100 bucks more, something like that. Um, so from a price standpoint, they're in the same ballpark. But yeah, you go with the smaller one and it's probably about 100 bucks cheaper. The stylus, uh, you have a few different options. So I think I got like one of the more premium options that they um, they give you. Uh, I think the stylus for this thing was like 80 bucks. The one that you can get that's kind of like the base level is much cheaper, maybe half the price. Um, so yeah, you can probably get into this thing for maybe 350, 375, something like that all in. So uh, 15 bucks shipped from China, took about a week to come in, uh, DHL, but yeah, um, <laughs> no issues. DHL. DHL, good old DHL. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's the Super Note. I'm excited to mess around with it. I'll probably talk about it more. Plan to sit down with it when we when we podcast, like I've done before, and just kind of jot down some notes as we chat. Um, so that's one thing. Uh, another thing. This is more kind of on the radar now. So uh, as everybody knows, I picked up a Steam Deck. Uh, Steam Deck came in just before the holidays. Um, so my EDC is changing a little bit. So I've got, you know, I've got the new tablet that I mentioned uh, for note taking. Now I've got my Steam Deck. Uh, I'm quickly outgrowing the laptop bag that I've got. And, and Jeff and Todd in our Tech House dis uh, Discord server, kind of going back and forth talking about different EDC bags and stuff like that that I can look into. And I'm definitely looking at the Peak Design uh, everyday backpack. Um, I almost stopped at Best Buy on the way home from our trip this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but I'm probably going to shoot by maybe after work or something this week uh, just to check it out. I, I do need to upgrade. The bag I've got is way too small. Um, so I just like to have, you know, the ability to stuff some more in a bag if I need to. Um, yeah, check out mine tomorrow. Yeah, actually, I might do that. That's uh, So that's something that's on the list for 2023. I'd like to up, upgrade the bag. Um, now, the big one for me... Um, so not too bad, right? Overall, I've got maybe one one new piece of tech, no major yeah. no major returns. Um, I sold a bunch of stuff over the holidays, so the Steam Deck replaced that Android uh, gaming handheld that I had. I pretty much sold that and got all my money back, which is great. Um, and then I sold, you know, like two old phones and and a couple other random things. Um, so the Steam Deck for me has been just absolutely phenomenal i i really can't say enough good things about it and good it's probably like the one piece of tech that's really taken me by surprise like i didn't think that i was gonna like it as much as i do um i'm a big tinkerer i like to mess around with stuff uh i said in the beginning when i first got this thing that i wasn't gonna tinker too much just because i'll never game if i do it that way um, but I've, I've found kind of like a good balance, I guess. So I've done a little bit of tinkering. I've done my fair share of gaming. So since I, since I picked up the deck, I finished Half-Life 2. I beat Resident Evil 7. Um, I've played a bunch of Dusk, uh, other, you know, random ROMs and some emulation in between, uh, tested out some stuff like Hades, uh, during the winter sale, I went just completely bananas and probably picked up like, I don't know, maybe like 15 or 20 new games. Um, pretty much like polished off everything that I was missing on PC from the Resident Evil series. So I picked up like the RE Remaster, RE2, 3. Um, I think I had four, five, six, all those. And then I ended up picking up Village too, because I know Village is, uh, I'm pretty sure it's deck verified. Um, so that's one I want to get into. Um, but it's really gotten me excited about PC gaming again. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's just one of those things that I got sucked back in and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, you know, like, let's check out this, let's check out that. And just being able to sit down and play some of these games, uh, on a handheld PC and to have it work the way that it does, it's, it's just such a smooth polished experience like nothing really feels like an afterthought to me with this thing um and that's both on the hardware and software side i think valve's done a phenomenal job with staying on top of software updates i think i'm running like one of the beta release channels and you see frequent updates coming in with this thing they're really on top of you know making sure that you know any bugs and stuff like that are getting ironed out as quick as possible and they're just constantly pushing updates um so yeah just absolutely awesome so far my favorite thing about it is just that you've got linux running on this thing so i find myself on the desktop a lot uh, and that's where i do a bunch of tweaking so i i run different apps that will give me access to like my i hate to say it but like the ea app i have a ton of games on origin from back in the day so i have access to all of those i've got access to my epic account with amazon's free games that they were giving out i've got the uh the Uplay or the Ubisoft launcher on there. Um, and that's really just to have access to all the games that I've paid for over the years. 
Um, yeah. So I loaded up like Titanfall 2. I picked it up for four bucks. I think I had that on the EA app or Origin. Um, that plays at 60 frames per second on this thing, and it looks absolutely beautiful. And that... And that story is awesome. That campaign is yeah. fantastic. Story's awesome. Campaign is is really a great campaign. It's not one of those games that you have to sit down and play for thirty hours to 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 roll credits on it. Um, and the gunplay in that game just feels so tight. Um, mm-hmm. I just I absolutely love it. So um, yeah, I've really been enjoying it. I pretty much have everything set up the way I want right now. Like I've said before, I'm able to tunnel into my home network and play all of my games on the road. I was able to fix like one looming headache that I had while I was actually on uh, that little weekend getaway this weekend. All of my uh, ROMs and emulators worked for me uh, while I was on the road with the exception of PS2. I ended up figuring out why it wasn't working for me and I was actually able to stream PS2 games from my house over hotel Wi-Fi, which we were joking about while I was away. Um, but, and it works awesome. Like to be able to play PlayStation two games on this thing without having the ISO sit on the deck itself, I'm not using up that storage. It's just, it's like, oh, it's a dream for me. You know, it's, it's so cool. So, um, yeah, man, just really been enjoying this thing. The last thing I'll say about it is I did pick up a few different accessories for it. So I ended up grabbing a big, um, anchor, I think what do they call it, like a power bank or a battery bank at Best Buy. So I picked up an open box. Uh, I think it's like a 65-watt, you know, 26,000 milliamp-hour battery. Um, so I picked up an open box uh, uh, battery bank at Best Buy, and then I also grabbed, I put on my um, my Secret Santa for this year, I put a Deckmate on there. So a Deckmate just basically clips onto the back of your deck, and the thing that's cool about this is it's kind of like a modular yeah, accessory, so I can kind of clip in. It's got like this spring-loaded clip-on system, so like you put the deckmate on, that's like the skeleton, and from there you can clip in like a kickstand, or you can clip in different um, different mounts that have like a 3M adhesive that you can stick different uh, accessories to. So. I've got like that giant battery bank. It's kind of obnoxious, but I, I can hook that up to the deck mate and I've got a big battery bank hanging off the back. Or uh, right now I've got the deck just kind of sitting at my desk with the kickstand. So if I'm using mouse and keyboard to, you know, tweak, um, I can just have the deck propped up with that kickstand. Um, and yeah, with this on there, it fits in the case. Perfect. Don't have to take it off ever. Um, and yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think it's like the ultimate accessory for this thing, to be honest. Um, so that's why I was talking to Bill about, hey, what do you use for a 3D printer? So the guy that created Deckmate uh, put the STL files out there for 3D printing. doesn't charge for them. So if you wanted to print out additional clips or even the Deckmate itself, you can print it and and make one on your own, which is kind of cool. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely been my favorite piece of tech for 2022, and I'm excited to, to use it this year for sure. Nice. This power bank, what's the uh, milliamp hour? Did you say? I think it's like twenty six five. <clears throat> okay, because I'm I'm gonna I have two older anchor power banks um, mm. actually right next to me right now. One um when we lost power on Christmas Eve, one was kind of flake flake flakily flaky whatever. If I, let's say flakily charging. Mm. Um, one's a fifteen thousand milliamp hour. The other one's a ten five, but these are only USB A. 
and they charge from, these are older, and they charge from micro USB, and they're not powerful enough to charge anything other than a phone or, like, maybe headphones. They won't do an iPad, a, a tablet, a oh, Steam okay. Deck for sure. So I might, this is just like a big rectangle, right? Like what you have, a thick rec, thick rectangle? Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking at it now. So for anybody listening, it's the Anchor PowerCore 3 Elite, uh, 26,000 uh, milliamp hours, 87 watts. Um, yeah, no issues with it at all. I mean, I kind of knew, so the Best Buy open box deal was, it was like one of those too good to be true things. I drove to Manchester to grab it, which is a little out of the way. Like I've got two other Best Buy locations that are closer to me. Um, mm. But it, I think it's like a $150 power bank that they had for a hundred bucks open box. And I'm like, dude, it's a power bank. I don't care what it looks like. Um, right. It was missing the USB-C cable, which I've got a thousand of them. And I ended right. up ordering more on Amazon anyway. So no... No harm, no foul. And uh, yeah, it's been great. And it charges everything. This has two USB-A and two USB-C, is that correct? Correct. Am I looking at the right one? Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I might snag one of these for the travel we're doing in the near future. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so that's uh, that's everything for me, though. Now to the good so, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say mine's a buzzkill. So as you were talking about the Steam Deck, you know, I'm going to hold, I'm, I'm, we'll go into that, but I'm going to hold on to it for a bit before I, I make a, a call on that. Uh, and that's not a Steam Deck problem. That's a Jeff problem. But let's go back a couple of weeks. Uh, how does it go in um, in Wayne's World? <laughs> when they go back in time. Yep. Perfect. So, uh, <laughs> so this whole thing started for me. Uh, my foray, and this is what happens when we don't podcast. I don't have anyone to to you know keep me in check. Although this is actually a good thing. So we. St- when we started the show, we were talking about photography uh, quite a bit. You had the the Rico what GR three. Yep. Uh, and I've dabbled getting back into it over the last two years with Sony uh, Alpha cameras. So when I was in college, I was huge into photography. In fact, I almost started a studio uh, with someone else that I was in college with. Uh, and she actually went on to start it, and she does it now as a side gig, even still to this day. Um, you know Burton Steakhouse? Oh yeah, yep. She's she's actually the CFO of Burton Steakhouse. Oh wow. Um, but she on the side has a photography studio. So uh she's done very well for herself. I used to shoot Canon back in the day. Uh and I, from an ergonomic standpoint, software standpoint, all that stuff, that's what I really liked and that was kind of one of my escapes when I was uh in college other than podcasting with with all the guys that are now in the um Tech House Discord. It was, you know, photography. And once, you know, money was definitely a barrier while I was in school, but once I got out of school, uh, it just became even more of a barrier for me just because I had so much happening in life that money was going elsewhere. So I just completely fell out of it. Uh, likely, I don't even know why I sold my camera. I had, what did I have at that point in time? I had a, did I have a 70 or a 70? I think it was a 70. Mm. Um, I can't even remember. Um, that got sold to pay for some piece of tech. Who knows what? <laughs> Way back when. Yep. Um, so fell out of it. Like I said, dabbled with the Alpha line. I don't really like Sony's ergonomics. I definitely don't like Sony's software. Uh, the cameras are fantastic. The lens systems are fantastic. They're great. In fact, I was looking at uh, an A7 IV, uh, most recently, so A7IV-R, and the same G Master lens that I had, uh, which I think I think is a 35-70. to 70. So all in for that. I was looking at a pretty, pretty good coin, amount of coin, I should say. And I've always had this weird infatuation with Leica. Uh, you know, for those of you who are into photography, you've definitely heard of Leica. 
uh, either you like them or you don't. They, they, they're a very polarizing company. Uh, they, they've been around since the early 1900s. They were one of the first camera makers. Uh, they're based out of Germany. The cameras, f until recently, were fully handmade. Certain aspects of them are still handmade, but, you know, it's a modern society. Production is very much different now. But nonetheless, I I've always kind of wanted one. But when you get up into some of their, si their camera systems, the M's and the S's, these are literally $10,000 plus dollar camera systems. Um, you got to be doing it for a living to justify that. Right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's an insane amount of money. I mean, I'm not going to walk around with a car in my backpack, you know, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. So I've never done it. Uh, they came out with a, a Leica Q back in, I think 2012, 2013. It was really cool. Yada, yada, yada. But they announced a Q2 like four years ago. And I've been watching this thing, videos about this thing every month for literally the last three or four years. Um, and just so happened to, through a connection, be able to have an opportunity to get, uh, a new to me. So it's not a new camera, but a, a new to me Q2. Um, it's the reporter edition. I made a video on it. I called it the Explorer edition because I was real tired that day. Uh, but it's the reporter edition. And what's cool about it is it's very incognito. So it's a, it's a green, it's a matte green color, kind of like a forest green. But the big thing with Leica is their logo is a red dot. And if you know Leica, if you know photography, that red dot sticks out to you. It also makes it a target for thieves, especially if you're in Europe. They look for that red dot. Mm. The Reporter Edition has nothing, no logo on it, nothing at all, which is what's really cool about it. So I'm not really a flashy kind of guy. This camera is not flashy, unless you consider the color flashy. It's, it's not plain black, uh, but it's pretty under the radar. Uh, the grip is Kevlar, so it's really easy to hold it. It's like a Kevlar inlay. But regardless, this is a it's a fixed lens, essentially a point and shoot camera. I mean, it's not a point and shoot. It's you know it's it's a mirrorless camera, but it's the size of a point and shoot. So you haven't seen it yet, Evan. Um, it's probably twice the size of your Ricoh, so it's not that big. Okay. Uh, yet you know high megapixel count, which again only matters if you're if you're blowing stuff up, but it's a fixed lens and that's what I wanted. I, I don't want to mess around with lenses. That's why I always, I would buy these Sony's, have them in my bag. That's why I got the peak design bag in the first place, but I never took the cameras out because you strap on a lens and everything along those lines. For me, for my day to day, it became, you know, pretty, a pretty massive uh, thing to carry around with me. Um, and, and then deciding which lens you want and you could, you could spend days and hours and years and months researching lenses and, feel like you never have the appropriate lens that sort of thing this it's a fixed lens so it's it's on the camera it's also a fixed uh focal length so it's 28 millimeter it's not moving if you want to get in closer you got to walk up closer to your subject mm. you can crop in which is nice because it is a full frame that was the other thing too is i wanted a full frame sensor uh so i could crop in and not lose anything so i can actually crop in on the fly i can actually crop in uh by pushing a couple of buttons while i'm looking through the viewfinder to make it basically a 35 millimeter it's not a zoom, but what it does is it actually, it, it will digitally zoom and then crop the photo actually in the camera itself. I can do that later in post-processing, but it's nice to be able to do that on the fly. Definitely. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. And I'll show you all that next time I see you. Uh, it's, it's the thing with this camera is it's designed to just pick it up and go shoot pictures. It really is. It's not, I'm looking at it right now, you know, on the back of the body, it has, it has, three technically four but actually three buttons a play button a function button and a menu button and that's it and then it has a d-pad 
there's there's nothing crazy on the back of this camera. It's it's truly designed to go out. You can shoot in full auto if you want to. Go out and take those pictures and then edit or whatever it might be. So for me, it's been part of my goal this year is to be a lot more deliberate, um, you know, and and be present and being able to go out and take pictures has kind of I guess reinvigorated that in me, just kind of teaching me again to keep an eye out for things when I'm out, even just driving around or walking through the city or in nature or whatever it is. And it makes me want to get out there and get, especially this time of the year when we're all cooped up in New England, it makes me want to get out of the house no matter how cold it is. In fact, I, I bought, you know, photo gloves just meant for a camera where the fingers come off. Oh, so cool. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too cold. Um, but that's, that's really the biggest thing for me is like, you know, one of my, I did resolutions that are for myself this year. I haven't done resolutions since I was like four years old. Uh, no, probably like eight, but New Year's resolutions, because I, th I think they're cliche and no one follows through with them. Um, but one of mine, and that's the only one I will say, is just to kind of be, you know, do things more deliberate um, and, and just more consciously. And, and photography is one of those things that's going to help get me there because it did way back when. And it's just I'm in my element. I'm so it sounds stupid, but it's like such a Zen thing for me. I don't think about anything else when I'm doing it, which. I could be playing a video game and while I'm playing that game, I'm stressed about 47 other things that are going on peripherally at the same time. Nothing truly gets me out of my own head like this does. Mm. So hopefully it stays that way. Uh, but I'm really enjoying the hell out of it right now. Um, my big thing is I'm trying to take as many pictures as I can. Cause I have so much to learn, not just from this camera system, uh, but Lightroom itself. I haven't used Lightroom in a very, very long time. Uh, in fact, my, my editing software of choice way back when was Aperture, which was Apple's uh, software, and they don't they don't make Aperture any longer. So I'm trying to learn Lightroom, uh, and I'm using it two different places, which is what I'll talk about next. But uh, that's the other thing too is like this is stimulating my brain because I have things to learn, you know, and I have something to show for what I learned basically, mm. which is what's really cool. So there's there's a lot to go on there, but I, I need to learn Lightroom. I need to learn this camera system so that when I go away, I have, I have two big trips coming up in a, in a few months. Uh, I won't take compromised pictures. Yeah, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? I'm not going to be like 10 years from now, man, I really wish I knew how to do that when I took this picture instead of the way I did it. Right. Kind of thing. Right. So. That's cool. I know you've got Portugal coming up. What's the other one? Uh, Barbados. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Barbados won't be too picture heavy. Portugal definitely will be. Yeah. Uh, just because of the architecture and that sort of thing. So Barbados is first. So that'll give me, you know, time to still continue to learn before I, I take the big trip, basically. Nice. Uh, but I, I'm loving every second of it. And the, the nice thing is we've talked about gas gear acquisition acquisition syndrome by getting a fixed lens camera. I have I upgraded the strap. There's nothing else like I can add a flash. I have no need for it. So I'm not going to mm. do that. There's nothing else that I can do to this camera. It's it's the way it is. Right. So it's it's I'm stuck purposely. I've created this art this artificial, you know, barrier and my have to always improve and modernize and make better brain can't do anything. Mm. It's just, I have to become better at the skill instead of get better hardware. That's awesome. Yep. You and I are yeah. very similar in that sense where it's like, what else can I do to, to further enhance my experience with this already cool thing? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's nice that you can strip that down. And now it's like, you've just got this camera that you need to master. That's uh that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, 
Uh, I'm enjoying it. Like I said, it, I was able, it's new to me. So that made it significantly more um, accessible to me because it's, it's not, a, it's not a cheap camera by any means. Uh, but being able to get it from a, a connection of mine definitely helped out there. So um, very thankful for that. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. And I'm going to continue to enjoy it. Um, really, the only thing that I can do is, you know, from a, an improvement game is work on some sort of NAS setup at home. But I've been talking about that prior just mm -hmm. because these pictures are 80 to 90 megabytes per picture in raw. It's actually DNG format, which is their raw. Yep. Um, but they, they add up quick, yeah. <laughs> as you can assume. Yep. So, so yeah, so that's the first part. Now, kind of what that has caused um, is a rejiggering, a refocus, a reanalysis of my tech process. Um, so using Lightroom on the Mac Studio, that's great. Problem is I can't do it on the go, and I need to be able to do that on the go. So I have an iPad Pro again. People in the room know uh, the whole background with that so it's it's a it's an m2 it's an 11 inch ipad pro it's funny how i've come full circle on that we started podcasting together evan with uh ipad pros right. way back when <laughs> so uh this thing's great though i have the magic keyboard for it uh, i had waited a week to get that or two weeks i want to say to get that um it's basically my laptop so that's replaced my duet three my duet three is now gone bill stebbins actually bought that from me so he oh, will cool. be seeing that early next week um, the Duet 3 is great. It's just, it's not a laptop replacement for what I need. It, I definitely can't edit in Lightroom on it. So, mm. uh, I've been able to actually use Lightroom. And what's cool is if I make a preset on my Mac studio, it just saves it to my Adobe account. So all that stuff carries over to, uh, Lightroom on my iPad, including the pictures. They all save to the cloud. Oh, nice. So it's, it's nice to be able to like work on a photo and then I can look at it on the iPad screen, which is a much more color accurate screen than what I have. Uh, and be able to see how the how the photo actually does look after me making those changes. That's awesome. So that's really all I've used it for. I mean, it's been a very heavy email machine for me. I had a couple of appointments last week that I was waiting around for an hour or two, and I just was just mass processing email on it. Um, so that's you know, from a productivity standpoint, it's been fantastic for that. That's really all it's going to be used for, to be honest with you, is primarily Lightroom and then just basic work stuff. Uh, the application we use now for work is web-based, so that's nice. I don't need to use Jump Desktop anymore. Uh, so I'm able to really do... It's funny how our workflow has kind of simplified over the last year. Yeah. Um, I'm able to do a lot on this machine, which is fantastic. I, I have Jump so that I can jump back into my Mac um, Studio at home, but that's only when needed if I have to get a file off of it or something along those lines sure. so uh so that's the first part so that kind of led to well i have this se lying around that i don't use mm -hmm. this iphone se maybe i should you know play the two phone life like everyone seems to do in our in our tech house discord so i was doing that for a bit <laughs> here we go <laughs> i'm ready <laughs> this is i think you already know where this is going so i was doing that for a bit uh, and I, you know, I'm, you and I have talked in the background for, for God, two years now about this, but my wife and I kind of went off the deep end in a good way with the whole Marie Kondo, you know, minimalism, essentialism, that sort of thing, mm -hmm. uh, during COVID. I think everybody kind of went nuts a little bit during COVID, but we, we got rid of and donated so much stuff, uh, from our house, just for, like mostly kitchen related stuff, you know, cups, pots, pans, flatware, whatever it is. And 
since we started that, that's just kind of continued progressing into other areas of our lives, clothes, whatever it is. Um, and I'm, I'm a big less is more, especially now type person. So that's kind of where this mindset has gone. Why do I have two phones and I'm only using one kind of thing? Especially where, well, I have the iPad and I have the Mac at home. So, you know, if I get a text or an iMessage, it'll show up on all three if I'm using the iPhone and blah, 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 blah. So Pixel went back yesterday. Oh. So that's that's on the way back to Amazon. Wow. Uh, yep. So as a result, well, the Pixel Watch was going prior. So the mm. Pixel Watch... Uh, I'll be putting that up on eBay after the show because no one in the um, disc- in our Discord unfortunately bit, and I don't feel like dealing with Facebook Marketplace for that. Mm. So uh, that'll be going up on uh, eBay very shortly. Uh, and and I'm still using the SE. I am not going to upgrade that phone uh, for a couple of main reasons. So one, again, with me being more present, more deliberate, I don't want to be on my phone when I'm not at work, uh, you know, I will be for certain things, but, but not that much. I don't want to be face buried in my phone. I want to be seeing what's going on around me and that sort of thing. The other thing is I carry around this like a Q2 with me literally every day, everywhere I go, it's, it's in my backpack. Even if we're just running to the store, I grab my backpack and bring it in the car. Cause you never know what I'm going to see while I'm out driving around. Right. So I don't need a phone that has a good camera. And by, by, by creating an artificial barrier of having a phone that has a very mediocre camera, I force myself to use the Leica for everything. <clears throat> so that's kind of where I'm at with that is I'm, I'm just using the SE for texting, email, phone calls, and then just, you know, randomly replying to Discord messages and that sort of thing. But that's it. Mm. Uh, the only social media that I use now is Instagram just to put pictures up there and, and look at other photographers' Instagrams and that sort of thing. Uh, because Leica has a very, you know, tight-knit community. Um, so that's that's the only social media I use. You could you could consider Discord social media. You, you could consider Reddit social media. But, you know, Reddit, I, I just read. I don't actually really reply to things on Reddit. It's very rare that I do. Yeah. Um, so how social is it if it's kind of one-sided? You know what I mean? Right. That makes sense. So it's more just reading and learning for me. But yeah, so I've created this little barrier for myself where I just have the SE. And the cool thing about it, too, is like I, I bought a, a Peak Design case for it. Uh, I've never had one of these. When you showed me yours for the Pixel, I was like, wow, that, that case is wicked nice. I need one. And in fact, Kelly saw... Uh, this case on my phone the other day because it just came in and she's like, that's a really nice case. Mm. They, these guys really do make nice stuff. Yeah. Um, and I want to get in, my my main motivation is I want to get into their mounting system. So on the back of the case, they have this rounded square with a, a metal inlay to it. And basically they have their own little MagSafe system that's kind of like a square nub uh, that would you know clip to a vent in a car. Uh, and the main one for me, is in the spring, I intend to get a hybrid bike, so a, a mountain bike. When I say hybrid, it's, it's, a, it's a gravel bike, so it's a road-slash-gravel bike, so they call it a hybrid. Uh, they make a, a handlebar mount, and it fits perfectly into this square. That's the whole point of it. Um, so that was a huge motivator for me, to be able to have my phone out in front of me when I'm on the bike. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at with that. I'm trying to think, so... There's one thing I want to, if I can interject real quick. So one thing that I love about the path you're taking with this is you've created that artificial constraint by just saying with the iPhone, right, it doesn't have the greatest camera, so it kind of forces you in another direction. So you've created like this artificial barrier to using the camera there. 
the thing with the Leica, from what you're telling me, is that it sounds like they try to break down any kind of barriers that might be in the way of using that thing. And that just kind of goes back to you talking about how there's like three or four buttons on the back of it and that's it. Right. So it's, yeah, it's from an ease of use standpoint, it should be relatively easy. You just grab it, pick it up and start shooting. Right. And that's, that's going to be probably like the, one of the cooler things about this setup here is that it's easier for you to kind of gravitate towards this really nice camera that you picked up um, because of how easy it is to use, but also because you're not, running and jumping at the iPhone just because it's, it's, it's not of the same level as the, the Leica camera. So that's, uh, I like 100%. that a lot. That's pretty cool. Well, and it's funny too, cause I, maybe because I'm old fashioned and I haven't retaught myself, but you know, when you look at the back, you can look at the back of the screen while you're taking pictures and just shoot that way. But for some reason I always need to look through a viewfinder. Mm. I think it's because I've been taking, my dad had an old Minolta camera that I used when I was, six, seven, eight years old. And I don't know if it's because I've been taking pictures for that long that I, I like need to look through a viewfinder. And I think that affects my perspective. So if I take a picture, if, if someone were to hand me an iPhone 14 pro, which is a very capable camera and then hand me my Leica or any, you could, you could hand me a $600, you know, micro four thirty, the, the Rico, for example, did the Rico mm. have a, um, a uh, viewfinder? No. Okay, so you could hand me any cheap camera, even a film camera that has a viewfinder, and I would take a better picture on that camera camera because I just need that perspective. For right. some reason, I'm able just to isolate better uh, when I you know, close one eye and look, look through that. Mm. I don't know what it is. I just It's a better viewing angle for me, I yeah. guess is the best way to put it. That makes sense. So, you know, I, I like the artificial barrier, and I'm also, I'm just trying to simplify. I have, I have, I have too much going on uh, that creates a lot of stress that... A lot of times I find that, you know, I'm jumping from all these things because it's a uh, one, it's entertaining and I enjoy it. But two, it's also a distraction mm -hmm. and I'm trying to minimize distractions, but also not create more stress by not having ways to distract myself. So that's why it's about like truly getting jumping, you know, feet first into those, into the photography, into this, into that to, to kind of get myself away from that. Right. Um, I think last time we spoke, I had an Alienware laptop. <laughs> <laughs> we're literally the same person it's like the same brain podcast so that so that went back uh that went back to alienware to dell uh and the reason for that is you know i had this sweet twenty five hundred dollar laptop or two thousand dollar laptop is what i actually had paid for it um and all i was doing was playing counter-strike and i gotta get away from that we all know that's like the that's the that's my cigarette i guess if you will um <laughs> geforce now has come nvidia geforce now has come so far uh it's it works so very well and it's 20 dollars a month and the latency if you bump up your specs the latency is almost unnoticeable so you do the math out right 20 bucks a month divide 2000 by 20 dollars. and how long would it take me using geforce now to reach the cost of that laptop so the laptop went back and I've been using GeForce now as a result of that. Uh, I still have been playing a little bit of Counter-Strike using GeForce now. Honestly, I'm competitive. I'm not as, you know, there is, there is definitely a slight uh, input delay, but it's, I don't notice it. My brain doesn't notice it, but mm. I'm not performing as well. So that, that tells me that there's something there, okay. but I'm still competitive. Um, I played Battlefield 2042. I, I got a code for that for Christmas uh, from someone in my family, and I played Battlefield 2042 on GeForce now, and I noticed absolutely no input delay at all because I've never played the game any other way. Mm. So that was fantastic. 
Uh, so there's that, simplified. And then the other thing is the deck, so the Steam Deck. Uh, so that is sitting in a drawer next to me. Still have it, uh, but I'm, I'm being deliberate and I'm making an effort to not use it because I'm trying to just take a break from video games entirely. Mm. Um, so I, I want to see where that goes. I want to spend time on things that are going to, you know, um, have something tangible to show uh, as I improve, like the, like the photography, for example. Uh, I, just, I just know, and maybe it's because of the games I play, but I know when I play Counter-Strike for an hour or two, and I get up from my desk, and I'm like, oh, that makes me feel not good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> It's like I have nothing to show for it, and I'm in a worse-off mood. So mm. maybe it's the games. Who knows? Um, but it's, it's next to me. And while you were talking about it, it did kind of spark my interest again, because the big thing is, like, maybe, maybe it's new games I don't like as much, because they're so... They, they feel like a chore to me. You know, mm. they feel like the constant need to to do certain things, to repeat, rinse and repeat, and do this, do that. I, I would love to just pick up, you know, Ocarina of Time again and, and play through that. Yeah. Um, Majora's Mask and play through that. And I can do that on the deck. Mm. So maybe it's the new stuff that is why I feel that way. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm becoming an old guy. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. I, yeah, next time we get together, I'll bring my deck too, and I'll kind of show you some of the stuff that I've done with it to... I don't know. To me, it's there's little things that you can do to just enhance the overall experience. Um, yeah. But, you know, what do they say? Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Is that what it is? As uh, they say, yeah. yeah if so, you love it, set it free and it comes back, right? <laughs> there you go. So maybe keeping it, you know, keeping it aside and not using it for a little bit, I think, you know, I, I definitely would lean more towards the don't get rid of it just yet. Keep, oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely not. Yeah. Keep it there. And then, you know, you know, the day will come where it's, oh, you know, I really want to break this thing out and play a round of whatever, you know, anything right. but CSGO. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and I'm, I'm going to look in, I believe Dolphin Emulator is works on Mac OS. I'm going to look into that, yeah. you know, because it really is it, it and it's stupid. But, you know, it started with those freaking minimalism guys on YouTube like two years ago. But I've those guys are kind of cliche. So I've gravitated away from them but there's other resources out there and like it really is that old adage of like if you own too much it starts to own you and that's kind of what's happened um it's just having all the crap everywhere you know i just like i spent a couple hours yesterday going through my desk drawers and i threw away and 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 i'm going to be donating so many cables and yeah random stuff and it's like why do i have like i have one two three four five drawers on each side of my desk so i have 10 drawers all around me and they were awful just crap yep you know what I mean? Yeah. So now it's like, I think two of them and the rest of them are empty and it just feels like a load, like a, you know, a, a weight has been lifted right. basically. Right. So Do you now with the Marie Kondo stuff, was that like, did you read a book or something or was that just, mm -hmm. yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be yep. curious. I'd, I'd be interested in looking into that too. Just you and I are kind of on a similar path. Like that's why I gravitated back to this e-ink thing is because I can sit down and take notes without having notifications constantly disrupting me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. It's just coming back to like being very intentional about what it is that you're looking to do and, and smart about your time. So, um, I keep saying present and deliberate, but that's what I mean is intentional. Yeah. I couldn't think of the word off the top of my head. Thank you for no, that. That's, yeah, that's delib exactly deliberate. I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, same idea. Definitely. But no, I, uh, I'll have to look up some of that. I grabbed a book before going away for the weekend. I haven't started it yet, but, um, I see a lot of people talking about Cal Newport and digital minimalism. Yeah. So that's something that I, I want to kind of read up on too. Just, I want to start, I've, I talk about it all the time, whether or not I'll actually do this, you know, time will tell, but I'd like to start reading more. Maybe as I cut some of this crap out of my life, 
maybe it'll, you know, free up more time for the other things that, you know, actually give you value, you know? Yeah. I just, for me, I became a victim. I don't, I don't want to say a victim, but I just became, whatever, I'll say a victim, a case of the aspirational purchases. Like mm-hmm. think of the Apple Watch Ultra. Like that's the perfect analogy I can give somebody, right? That is an aspirational product that they put out. Mm-hmm. I bought one. How many people on our Tech House Discord have one? Don't get me wrong. It's a great product. But if you watch the product videos of that presentation, everyone using it is scuba diving. They're climbing mountains. Mm. They're paragliding. They're doing, you know, doing crazy stuff. Right. Think of how many people bought it and, you know, it's a desk diver. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And, and I'm not even just saying the, I'm, I'm just using that as an example because that could, that applies to so much, so many things that we have purchased in the last five, 10, 15 years. It could even apply to my Leica if I bought it and didn't use it. Right. Right. Oh, I'm going to become a, a pro photographer now because I have this great kit. No, I need to actually use it. That way it's not an aspirational purchase. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what I'm trying to eliminate is by instead of having all these things, just focus on what it is I do have and be more intentional with them. Yeah, you know? that's awesome. I like that. I can appreciate that. Everyone listening sure. is like, when, when this is a hippie podcast, I'm out of here. But, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> I, I kind of, I had a notion. I, I had an inkling, you know, that you might be going back to, to the iPhone. I wasn't sure, but... I knew that when you picked up the iPad and you got the studio and the camera came about <laughs> and then there was one, it, it took one message in the, uh, the tech house discord server when you said something about Apple pay being the best. And I was like, Oh boy, we lost. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> something like that. Yeah. See, uh, well, I well, think that that might've been misconstrued now that you, yeah, that was when I, that was when I filled up my, my tire that was leaking. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I meant all NFC payment because Google pay works just as well. When yeah, I went to California when I had my pixel back in October, I used Google pay for literally everything yeah. while we were there. It, it works just as well. Yep. No, definitely. I think for me, it was more of, oh, he's using an iPhone. That's interesting. <laughs> but no, that's good, man. It's all about finding what works best for you, right? I mean, that's... Well, I just, I need it out of my way. Yeah. It's, it's still fun for me, but I, I don't, like you were saying before, we don't have the, you like to tinker, but you don't necessarily have the time to tinker. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at. So this is like a happy medium where I can still mess with it, but it's out of my way. I don't have to spend an hour and a half with Windows updates, for example. You know what I mean? Right. Linux. I love Linux. I love everything. For me, it's a principal thing with Linux, but I just love everything that it that it tries to do, its goal, everything along those lines. Mm. But I don't have the time to upkeep it. Yeah, right. Which is why I don't use it. Right. So, you know, it's a, it's a battle. It's oh, a battle. Trust me. I yeah, probably spent the better part of three or four hours trying to figure out how to run Doom mods on on the Steam Deck this weekend. Yeah, it's I impressive. Just, You've I just done all that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I. I finally figured it out. It's not the way I want it to be, but I've got to work around to make it work. But it's just, you know, I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, if this was a Windows machine, I could have done this in like three clicks, <laughs> you know, but, um, <laughs> but you'd have an hour of Windows updates first. Yeah, true. true. Touche. Yep. So, uh, so I still have the backbone controller. I, you know, I, I do believe in what, in what NVIDIA is doing. Uh, you know, anyone out there who has thought about GeForce now, I think the future is really bright with that. We talked about it in the uh, Tech House Discord that, you know, over CES, they're now upgrading. Uh, I think it's called the Ultimate Edition now. Before, instead of um, uh, RTX was the tier, now it's called Ultimate. So you you get a 4080 or a 4090 now as your, you know, virtual GPU. And I forget the graphic I shared. I might be able to pull it up very quickly here. Uh, But they're focusing on reducing the latency that's felt. 
Uh, so they, the way they compared it, yeah, I have it right here. So basically the, the way it currently sits, if you have uh, GeForce Now RTX 2080, there's 95 milliseconds of latency. If you have the 3080 tier, so the 2080 is like their priority tier, uh, was their priority tier. The 3080 was their, you know, RTX tier. It was the $20 a month tier that I was in. That's 56 milliseconds of latency. The new tier, the RTX 4080 uh, reflex mode, so that's the ultimate now, which is mm. still $20 a month. That's 34 milliseconds of latency. So they've cut that in half yet again. Yeah, and for reference, an Xbox Series X, if you are playing locally on an Xbox Series X on a 60 hertz monitor or TV, locally with a controller, that's 90 milliseconds of latency. So you are just under a third or, you know, yeah, a third of that, basically. Wow. That's wild. That is that's wild. wild. Wow, I didn't realize that. I mean, it's yeah. it's amazing what they've done in terms of chopping that number down. And when they can half it again, it's like, wow. I, I played through pretty much all of Half-Life 2 on GeForce Now uh, up until like the last, maybe the last couple levels is when I got the Steam Deck and wrapped it up there. But like you said earlier, it's like, you, you almost, you can't perceive any kind of latency. It really just comes down to, like you said, if you're having issues with uh, your performance in game, right? right? Like you feel like you're not playing as well as you typically would. You can kind of attribute that to maybe some latency in there. But otherwise, it's like imperceptible, you know? I, I played through the entirety of Half-Life 2 on this thing and it just felt like I was playing it on my machine locally. Um, yeah. Phenomenal stuff. I, I absolutely, I think they're, they lead the pack in terms of, I mean, obviously they don't have a whole ton of competition, but they lead the pack in terms of um, game streaming for sure. Totally, totally. And if you're not playing a competitive game, that, like you said, that 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 imperception is even further. If you're playing Final Fantasy VII, you're not going to notice. And it, it's almost impossible to notice at that point, right? Because you're playing a turn-based game, right? You know? Exactly. So. I highly recommend it. I'm keeping the backbone controller for that purpose uh, so that I can mess with it on my iPhone a little bit. Just, you know, that'll help me make the call on the Steam Deck, basically, what I want to do. Um, so those are the, those are, that's the roundup. Uh, I guess potential future goal, but like what I'm looking forward to next for the, like the next tech purchase, maybe a studio display, maybe. Mm. Um, there's some other things that still have to go. My only reason for that, it's actually kind of a twofold reason. One, that is a 60 hertz display. So I will not want to play games as much on it because it will not be fun for me because right. of knowing that there's better out there. But the primary <laughs> reason is the color accuracy. It's really it, the calibration. Yep, that makes sense. So, yeah, check out too. We'll I mean, I think right now, stick with Lightroom is like the leader in terms of yeah. uh, post processing and stuff like that. And especially with the cloud tools that you get. Um, don't forget about the stuff that you also bought with that um, Final Cut package. There was some photo editing tools and stuff like that in there. I think they probably do the same thing that Lightroom does. And if you're paying for Lightroom, stick with Lightroom. But uh, I, I bought Affinity too when you did. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like what I is have it? It's like Affinity, stuff. and it came with iPad specific apps. Those almost made me. Buy oh, an iPad. that's right. So just maybe something to load up on the iPad. Don't forget about those. Yeah, there. I'll mess with that. They're looming in the okay. background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too it's choice paralysis yeah. yet again. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of the gist of it for for me. I mean, I'm still this we're still going to be talking about tech on the podcast, especially now. I think now will be a good time to bring some guests in too yeah. so we can, can you know continue to talk about the craziness that goes on. I know. I still I say it every week, but 
once we hang up this call, I'm going to shoot Brian a message because I absolutely want to get him on. I don't know if he'd be open to it or not, but I, would, I still want to get oh, him on. Oh, he would be. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I think he's number one. I'm going to shoot him a message directly rather than putting it out there and saying anybody that wants to. We're get, we got to get Brian on here. <laughs> Sweet. It's funny because you'll find like that overarching theme of simplicity uh, with our group. And I, mm. we, we talk about it openly, but I think it, I think it happened individually even before this, like you look at, so Bill Stebbins is the primary example, right? He's really simplified his, he still loves tech, but he's really simplified at all. He's a one phone a year kind of person now. Yep. Um, it's just kind of like been this natural progression for all of us. And I think it's like really clicking for me now. It's, it's definitely clicked for you as time has gone on. Mm. Um, I mean, hell you're writing notes on a, on an e-ink tablet. So <laughs> we're, we're kind of like all gravitating toward that simplicity. Yeah. Yep. I like it. Yeah, it's great. It's money saver, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I can say that again. <laughs> so I, I think that's that's kind of the gist of it um, on my end. I mean, I don't really have too, too much to add. Uh, I'll pull out the deck this week and mess with it some more. I'll show you the queue tomorrow, or when I next see you, I'll show you the Peak Design backpack. Yep. So maybe next show you'll have a new backpack. Yeah. Uh, Peak does make fantastic stuff. I think I will. I've, I've sold enough over the course of this last week that I could buy freaking three of those things. So I'm gonna, I have to get one at this point. I need I need a new travel bag. So um, Have they been in 64 games? I'm curious. No, but I will say that I listed my entire collection and I had one, Whoa. I had one bite that wanted the entire thing. <laughs> and, um, really? Yeah. And, uh, they kind of ghosted kind of, me. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it out. Really? I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, if you see a picture of my collection, I just went to price charting, right? Plugged in every single yeah. game. What are they like? What, it, what's it, stuff worth? If you don't mind sharing. No, no. So I mean my entire collection. So there's three, about 364 games. I have about a hundred of them. Uh, okay. My collection right now on price charting is valued at about $2,000. Um, holy crap really? yeah. That's crazy. so so i ended up telling the guy because dude at this point i mean like what am i gonna do i i don't it's so much easier for me to sell this as a lot than it is to price oh, up yeah. each game individually right so like in terms of getting this out the door and just getting it done i'm like dude i'll knock 10 percent off i'll knock 15 percent off like whatever you i want to make this deal happen and uh yeah. he just kind of stopped responding so i'm gonna follow up with him just to see if there's any interest but I'm hoping I can come across either a collector that's looking to build up and get a head, a head start on an N64 collection, or I'm looking to find a reseller that maybe has a storefront or some, storefront that will, you know, pick up a bunch of games uh, at a bundle discount, you know. But yeah, at this point, I just want them gone. I'd rather I'd rather have the cash and either put it towards something else or you know just pocket it. So it's fun to look well, at it, them on a shelf, but it gets old after yeah. a little while. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's so cool to have that stuff, especially because it's your childhood. Uh, you know, and I had plenty of that stuff too. Like I, I had the gold cart of Ocarina of Time way back in the day. Uh, you know, yep. that wasn't a gold cart game. That was the special edition one. Um, you, you know, you could get the gold cart, but the, the standard was just a gray cartridge. Uh, but it was super cool to look at that stuff. I got rid of all of mine, even my Dreamcast. Everything's gone uh, because you can have it all digitally now. You, know, you have it all on your, on your deck. It's pretty basically. much it, man. Yeah, I mean, even there's other stuff. I've got a PS3 down here that I never use. I'm looking to probably sell that. Um, you know, it's it's time for it all to go. I'm pretty much, I have to convert the other half of my basement into a, a play area for the kids. I've I've fought it for as long as I can, but I, I realize oh, no. that it's, it's not a reality, Jeff. I, I can't do it. So I, <laughs> I'm going to have to give up the other side, but honestly, I don't use the other side. I pretty much stick right, to my, good. yeah, I stick to my one side here. So, um, yeah, I just got to put up a wall. Yeah, I like that actually. That's, 
that's possible. That is a possibility. <laughs> so um, we'll see. Time will tell. <laughs> yeah. This, see, this is good. We're, we're both. This is like a talking tech and improving life 101. Yep. I like Love it. it. Love it. Um, no, man, it's great. I'm glad we're, we're getting back on the horse here. Like I said, it's uh, it feels like it's been such a long time. That holiday break was great. Um, but, you know, glad to be back and podcasting again. Thank you to everybody, of course, who, who listens to the show. We very much appreciate it. Uh, Brian, I will be shooting you a message, sir. So watch that. Uh, Love it. Watch that Discord server. Um, Love it, Jeff. If people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Uh, what is the best way to do that? Um, it's Jeff F everywhere. It's G E O F F E F F. Probably Instagram nowadays. I guess I'm not really on Twitter much, to be completely honest with you. So follow me on Instagram. You'll see you'll see all my photography stuff there. And then uh, we do have a link in the show notes to join the Discord, so feel free to hop on in. We've had, a, we've had like, what, three people jump in, I want to say? So yeah. feel free to hop on in. Definitely. And, uh, yeah, you can find me. I'm pretty much just living in the Tech House Discord server, so you can you can catch <laughs> me over there, shoot me a message. We have great conversations all the time. It's, it's good fun over there, so you can catch me in there. Um, but, yeah, that's it for this week. We appreciate you guys listening, and we will see you next week. Take care, everybody.